This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 70. Today, we're talking about January financials. I'm Craig. Over there, he is... Still Chris. Uh, you haven't got rid of me yet. Not yet. Uh, that's not for lack of trying, though. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I do want to remind you that you can go to hollandassetsllc.com to check out full show notes and past episodes. Uh, if there's any documentation, like there will be today when we're talking about, you know, profit and loss statements and balance sheets and all that stuff. You can find all of that at hollandassetsllc.com. So we also encourage you to go to Facebook because in either of those places, Facebook or hollandassetsllc.com, you can comment uh, and let us know, you know, what you think of the episodes. If you have any suggestions, any questions that you want us to address. Uh, Chris, before we get to the meat of today's episode, how have things been going out on the road? Um, they've been going pretty well, and you're going to see in, in the January numbers, Mike ran incredibly hard in January, uh, which, which uh, spoiler alert, made for a pretty good January. Hey, that's nice. Yeah, and uh, but we, we it's the winter time, and things get really, really crazy in the winter. We've been able to we've been able to avoid some storms, but he just got stuck in Wyoming for a little over 24 hours. Uh, they shut. You got about halfway through Wyoming and they shut the road down. Mm. I think we talked about it a, a couple episodes back, but the same thing kind of happened a couple episodes back and he just barely missed the shutdown the and made closure. it all the way through. Yeah, this time uh, this time I didn't think it was good. I actually knew last time it would probably get shut down. This time I didn't think it was going to get shut down and it ended up getting shut down. And it's, it's one of those situations where um, there hadn't been a whole lot of new snow the, sometimes when that wind just blows so hard across the, the interstate on I-80 that, um, it, you know, as people are driving across, it's blowing snow across and, and trucks and cars, you know, pack down the snow and it, 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 it eventually actually almost kind of turns um, the freeway to a sheet of ice. And, I, and I'm assuming that's kind of, kind of what happened. Um, I know it was blowing really hard and you know, the, you winter, you just never know. And, and that kind of thing's never fun. So it, it, it turned this particular load because it was a two drop load, two stops, which we don't do a whole lot of, um, into a nightmare. Well, yeah. And, I, you know, I assume that a lot of people who are listening to us know about I-80 through Wyoming yeah. a, and what a crapshoot it can be. But if somebody, you know, does all their driving out east, east of, yeah, east of the Mississippi, uh, you know, not that there aren't things out there that you got to worry about, you know, yeah. hurricane season or whatever, but uh, you just there's nothing quite like I-80 in Wyoming as oh, far it's, as it's special. Yeah. As far as uh, <laughs> just horrendous uh, conditions go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, well, that's uh, that sucks. He got stuck. But uh, was that that was in February then? Yeah. February. Beginning so, of February. We might we might hear more about that when we talk about February numbers next month. Yeah, potentially. It, it, uh, the, he's still on that load. Um, gonna drop off the uh, the second the second leg of it. It, it. The first drop was Walmart, which just further complicates things because Walmart doesn't like to reschedule and mm, yeah, you know, causes all kinds of problems. So we yeah we're we still don't know how this load's going to turn out. Well, we'll see. We shall see. Uh, now, Chris, before we talk numbers for January, you mentioned that we had gotten a very interesting note from, was it Eric? Yeah, a, a listener, Eric, um, just 
gave a, a really thorough um, uh, comment on Facebook and had a lot of thoughts and ideas and 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 a lot of them are really good and and I, I want to talk about one of them today um, and and hopefully as time goes on you know kind of address some of the other things that he talked about I I really appreciate it. I mean he he took a lot of time and I mean it was it was a pretty good long comment with a lot of good thoughts in it and so I, I appreciate the time he took and and the feedback he gave um, a lot of good things so yeah one of the things I want to talk about today. Uh, is that for now or for later? Let's talk about it now. Okay, what do you say? Yeah, he he asked some questions about depreciation and kind of why I do depreciation the way I do, which is is a good a really good question. So do you do you do it different from the I, norm? I well, there's there's a bunch of different ways to do it. I I would actually say probably the way I do it is is more on the normal side, um, because because what it is is if you remember with depreciation, you know, on a on a semi truck. You know, it's worth a hundred thousand dollars today. Over time, it loses value. Um, you get to expense that as it what's called the depreciation expense, and that depreciation expense is kind of tied to your you know your payment on the truck. Um, if you're making payments on it, you know your your payment part of it goes to interest, part of it goes to principal, and and that depreciation expense kind of helps offset the principal piece. But to make a long story short, it's it's not really a cash expense, right? You're not to to write that depreciation expense on your tax returns. It's not really cash going out the door, right? right like with, right. with your, your other traditional expenses. So what most pe- businesses do, I, at least in my experience, I, I could be, I, I'm, I'm making some assumptions here to, you know, to be completely honest with you, but I've always done it this way. Most places I know do it this way. They don't depreciate expense their depreciation every month. Typically, at the end of the year, when you do your taxes, mm-hmm. you just do one fell swoop of depreciation. Right, and you do it on a monthly basis. Well, no, I do it that. that that's how most people do it with I annual. I do it annually, and and he brought up, well, why don't you do your depreciation expense monthly? And and actually, he's the second person that said that. There's a, a, another listener named Brian that he's actually a CPA as well. Oh and, boy, and so months you and months ago, you got to be careful. Yeah, we've got an educated audience here for sure. <laughs> um, he he actually near the beginning of the podcast, uh, so over a year ago, had had made that same comment, and and I th- there's some definite pros and cons to that, and I and I think at some point I'd like to kind of start showing that depreciation on a on a on a um, monthly basis because it it does give you a little bit more true picture of what your actual profit is. So like for instance, this month we're gonna you know let, let's take last month's numbers. I think last month we were around $6,000 in mm-hmm. net profit, if I remember right. Um, if we would have done our depreciation expense, it probably would have cut, cut off. I, I, I'm just pulling a number out, $1,500-ish in, yeah. in profit. So it would have lowered our profit, which is good because you know then you're reporting a smaller profit to the IRS. You're paying taxes on less of it, but you, you know, you, you're not really forking out cash. Like you would with any other expense, so it's a it's a very it's a good tax benefit, and and it and it does it will show you a little bit, um, you know, depending on how you want to look at it, and you know, people are going to make arguments both ways, but it it does show you know just kind of another picture of kind of how the business is is doing, and, and it'll give you a little bit better idea of what your true true tax bill will be at the end of the year. So there's definitely pros and cons of doing that. Um, so why do you do it annually? A, just for a simplicity? couple reasons. Simplicity is probably the biggest factor, but there's another reason. You, you take, for example, in my situation, I'm a little bit different 
uh, and then your typical owner operator, your typical small trucking company owner. Um, you know, we bought a, a new truck and a new trailer at the very end of um, 2020. And um, there's different ways you can depreciate depreciate um, trucks and trailers. And, and your typical way of doing it is over a five-year period. That's what the IRS, um, that that's your, um, I don't know the best way to put it. That's what the IRS typically wants you to do. So okay. that's, that's normal. What you do is you depreciate it over five years. Well, there's a, a a way that you can actually expense the whole thing in one year. And you wouldn't normally want to do that because you want that tax benefit spread out over a year. Because if it, like, for instance, if we take that full depreciation this year, um, it's going to give Holland assets a loss and, um, we don't need to. We don't need that big of a loss in one year. But in my situation, I actually am probably going to use that rule and depreciate the entire truck and the entire trailer in 2020 to offset some of the income from my other businesses um, that that my other businesses had in 2020. If right. Holland Assets was the only company I owned, I probably wouldn't do that. But because it is, I I, I can use that tax benefit and I can spread it. Yeah, you know, I can I can use the expense benefit from Holland Assets, the depreciation benefit, and um, apply it to other business income. So for the uh, typical one man show, uh, one man one truck owner operator out there on the road, uh, would you recommend going your way, or would you say, you know what, monthly is just fine for that situation? E- either way is just fine. It's really a personal preference. I just for me. The reason, the biggest reason, like I said, I, I don't do it that way is convenience. Um, I've just kind of got things set up right now so that at the end of the year, I just do it all at once. Yeah. And it's the way you've always done it. So that's why you're going to yeah, keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Inertia. Tradition. Chris. Yeah. Tradition. I, I hear Fiddler on the Roof uh, <laughs> going off in the background. Uh, when do you not though? Let's be honest. Uh, okay. Very good. Anything else you want to say on that subject or should we uh, forge ahead? Let, let's forge ahead. Just keep in mind, you know, I, I, I would like to at some point probably kind of show the two at, at a minimum, the, the differences and maybe mm-hmm. explain that a little bit more. So maybe jump into that a, a little bit further in further detail as some future podcast episode. Well, for all of our CPA listeners out there, that'll just be a <laughs> riveting episode. I'm it sure. It's, it's interesting is, you know, looking at comments and things that people are saying, the, the further and further we get into this, I'm getting more and more comments about people wanting to know more about the accounting side of things, which yeah. is fantastic because that I, I think ignorance in accounting is one of the things that gets a lot of people in trouble in business. Yep. And so to hear people wanting more of that, that's a that's a good thing. And 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 we'll provide more um, accounting thoughts and you know financial thoughts as as time goes on. So um, you know, I, I, it makes me excited. It makes me happy that people are, you know, kind of hearing that message that yeah. numbers do matter and uh, accounting does matter. And it's, it's important to understand accounting and, and how, even if you're not, you're going to use an accountant to do most of your stuff, the more educated you are, the, the, um, better you're going to be able to use, utilize that account. Well, there you go. All right. Well, let's talk about January numbers. Finally, now that we're what, uh, 10 minutes into this episode. Let's talk about our January numbers and how things went. You previewed that saying that it went pretty darn well. Yeah. We, uh, one of the, the, it, I, I didn't go back and look, but it may be the most miles we've run in a month. Really? Yeah. At, it, at, it was a, it was a really good month. So how many miles was that? 12,929 miles, almost 13,000 miles. Okay. So, 
And, and as I recall, 12 is the number that you're usually shooting for as um, not, not a max, but uh, it, it has is, been the max historically. Yeah, yeah. and so. 12, you know, anything, 10 is probably kind of the bare minimum of where we, we would like to be. Um, so anything over 12 is typically a good month. And this, this month was pushing 13. Yeah. Awesome. So with that, what, what percentage of that was deadhead or was it only three and a half percent, 3.49 to be exact. 3.4. Don't forget the, uh, that 100th. Yeah, that, it, it's important. Portion. 451 miles and deadhead was all. That's not bad at all. No. Okay. Good. So, uh, what did that, uh, what did that equate to in total revenue? 12 uh, $25,575 and 32 cents. That's a record. That is a record yeah. by so that's good. quite a ways. If I, yeah, I, I'm trying to think back again, I should have researched this a little bit better, but I think our previous record was under 23,000, just a little under 23, I think. So yeah, fantastic numbers, 25,000, uh, nearly, well, yeah, it's over 25, five. So man, that, that is great. Now, Tell me about the expenses. Anything horrendous happen in January as far as repairs, maintenance, uh, anything else? Um, th- there were a couple kind of weirder things. You know, one, um, our fuel expense was probably about almost a thousand dollars more than it than it really should have been because kind of what happened was um, when I fuel at the yard, I don't pay for the fuel right away. You know, they bill mm-hmm. me for it, and so I, I'd filled the truck. Uh, pretty good at the latter part of December. The payment didn't come out till January. So ah. it came out in January plus, um, kind of, you know, something similar happened at the end of January, except for it was actually fueling out on the road, filled the truck up like on the, the 31st. And so that fuel didn't really get burned till February. So, um, it, it, it kind of skewed that number just a little bit, but, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, Even no, that the, makes sense. Yeah. Now I'm I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit because I was wondering how much we you know dug into that twenty five thousand uh, revenue number. But uh, let me pull back a little bit and just ask you what the rate per mile was. Then I, I'm I'm not doing the math in my head, so I'll let you do it for um, me. It was a dollar ninety eight a mile, so not quite as good as December, but still, you know, for January that's a good month. January is obviously January and February are are typically the two months where rates take the biggest hit which it, it is a big hit but still a dollar 98 all in rate is not bad for almost any time of the year typically so it, i mean it's still a, a really good really good day yeah yeah not bad at all okay so with that you you must have been or not you the company must have been on the road a lot in january uh, mike was out there primarily driving i bet uh, was, how many yeah. days on the road he spent 25 full days on the road which is a lot Whoa. And four partial days. So he he didn't have too many like just full on at home days off. Yeah. He, I was just going to say, so yeah. hey, he's uh, really paying for that Christmas vacation. He, he must have. Yeah. He, <laughs> uh, he, he, he did some pretty quick turnarounds a little faster than he normally does. Uh, and he was, you know, he was out, he was out, I think right at the beginning of January and right near the end of January for about, um, you know, trips that were almost two weeks. So yeah, just kind of, that's partially because of kind of how, you know, he, he took Christmas off and then started right back right before the, the first of the year and then was out for almost two weeks, took a little bit of a break, out for almost two weeks. And by that time, it's the end of the month. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. December is a blessing and a curse that way, isn't it? It is. Great yeah. rates. Tough to stay out on the road. Yep. Um, all right. So with our 25.5K in revenue, how much did we realize in profit for January then? 
$6,554.69. Hey, not not bad. That's about in line with last month, with December, right? It is. Yeah, it was pretty close to December. So yeah, by running a little bit harder um, in January, you're able to realize the same amount of profit as you got in December, even paying for $1,000 of December's fuel costs. Yeah. That's not a bad no, month at all. It, it wasn't a bad month. It was it was a good month, especially when you also look, something similar happened with, with maintenance and... Uh, um, maintenance and repair expenses. I, I was naughty um, in December and I forgot to pay a maintenance bill that should have been paid in December. Oh. And um, my my mechanic, he uh, texted me, hey, you got a couple bills outstanding. I'm like, oh crap. Um, I usually try not to do that. And uh, so so some of the maintenance and repair expenses, which were, I mean, not, not super high, but a little bit high. Um, part of it should have been in December. Um, uh, so... That that skewed numbers just a little bit. So you know, even so, considering that, it was still really it was a good month. Yeah, I was just going to say you're you're talking about the fuel expenses and the repairs and maintenance, bringing that number down. So it could have been even higher in different circumstances. And this kind of goes uh, to illustrate one of the points you have talked about several times on previous episodes, which is there's a, a certain threshold you need to be out on the road a certain number of days, a certain number of miles to break even. Um, or to turn a profit, uh, but then there's you know every hundred miles, every thousand miles on top of whatever that threshold is, is going to start exponentially increasing your your profit, right? Yep, yep. absolutely. Because your fixed costs are covered, and uh, you know you're you're paying a certain amount for insurance every month. Your truck payments a certain amount. Your trailer payments a certain amount. All that's the the same whether you run one mile or fifteen thousand miles, and so. Um, the, the more miles you can run after those fixed costs are covered, that just, uh, more money goes to your bottom line. Well, good on you, Mike, for a, a great month and, uh, well done, Chris. So anything else from the numbers from the PNL or the balance sheet that we want to pull out and talk about or anything upcoming that uh, you're anticipating in, in uh, the coming months? Um, No. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on then to our last segment of the day, which is the impact tip. Chris, what do you got for me today? Be intentional about what you do with your money. Okay. Fair enough. What do you mean by that? Basically that just every dollar has to have a purpose. You know, you've got a certain amount of money that you've got set aside for fuel, a certain amount of money set aside for maintenance and repairs, and a certain amount you pay your drivers. And if you're an owner operator, you should be paying yourself a certain amount, just like you were a driver. Um, so you just, you just want every dollar to have kind of that purpose. And, you know, I've talked about this before, but, um, I hate it when owner operators don't pay themselves like a driver because when, when, you do, when they just pay themselves just out kind of, of profit. willy nilly pay themselves, you know, I'm going to pay myself this much this month or this much the next month. You, you should have a, again, kind of piggybacking off of one of the more recent impact tips is, you need to have a personal budget set aside, and this is how much money I need to live personally. And you know, you're intentional with that money, mm-hmm. and you bring that much money out of the business every month, and everything else gets gets you know, it's, it's kind of sacred. And um, I, one of my biggest pet peeves is when business owners use their business as kind of their personal piggy bank. You know, I've you know, I, I, they commingle funds. We've talked about that in the past. They go and and buy their cheeseburger with their business funds. They, you know, I I need a new TV. I go 
to Best Buy and buy the TV out of my business funds. That's just, it's, it's a terrible practice. It, it gets a lot of people in trouble because you're taking money out of the business that the business needs to, to thrive and you end up starving the business at one, at some point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. With, with uh, that sort of thing, would a, uh, a rule for that be if you can't expense it on your taxes, then you can't put it on your business Don't card. Put, yeah, absolutely. If you if if you can't justify an expense and expense as a business expense, and and the the IRS, I can't remember the exact terminology, but I'm gonna so I'll paraphrase it. But it, it basically has to be um, used for the business and a reasonable expense. And if if it's not, then you can't really expense it. Um, and you shouldn't be buying for whatever that is out of the business. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I suppose uh, we'll leave it there for today then, Chris, unless you have any final thoughts on anything that we've talked about today. You know, I, I just say, you know, that money, just don't, don't let that be an afterthought in something that just happens. You have to control your money. And if you don't control your money, that money is going to control you. It's going to control the business decisions you make and, um, you want to be in control there. Absolutely. I feel like we need to, one day we're going to have Holland Assets merch that people can go buy <laughs> online and we're going to have t-shirts all about saving money, being intentional with your money. Uh, it's the theme of this podcast, I think, that you've created here, Chris, is, yeah. uh, is essentially this, being intentional with your money. Yep. It all boils down to that. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you for, uh, for downloading this, for sharing this with uh, whoever might find it valuable. We really appreciate your help getting the word out about Holland Assets. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and our entire backlog, which you can find at hollandassetsllc.com. Make sure you find us on Facebook as well. And uh, leave those awesome five-star reviews in whatever iTunes is called these days. Uh, um, I think it's still called iTunes. I, th- I think it's Apple <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> if I recall. I mean, correctly. you're the professional. You'd know better than you'd I do. think. I you, I should. <laughs> I should. But uh, they they change it every couple of years, so I stopped trying to keep track. I'm old, Chris. Okay, uh, I'm an old man filled with regret, waiting to die alone. What does that make me? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. All right, well, this is going off the rails now. See you guys. <laughs> See you soon.